It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. After the chaos of last week's very messy voting for Speaker Marathon, House Republicans fell completely in line on Monday, passing their 55-page rules package without too much drama. Only one member of the Republican caucus, Tony Gonzalez of Texas, joined the Democrats in opposing the package. The now-approved rules package for the 118th Congress governs how the House will operate for the next two years. And guess what? It includes all of those key concessions that Kevin McCarthy made to Republican hardliners to secure his leadership position, including the ability for any single member to call a vote to oust him. Any single member? Even a Democrat? Gotta look into that one. So the rules were passed at a 220 to 213 party line vote, except for the aforementioned Republican Tony Gonzalez of Texas, who voted with the Democrats. In its first piece of legislation as the new majority, the Republican-controlled House passed a bill rescinding funding for the IRS. That was part of the Inflation Reduction Act, a massive social spending bill passed by Democrats in the last Congress. While debating the proposed rules, Congressman Jim McGovern, Democrat from Massachusetts, blasted the provisions. The first legislation on the floor by this new majority, and they are using it to gut the Office of Congressional Ethics. Attack women's access to abortion. Make it easier for big oil companies to pollute and interfere in ongoing criminal investigations into President Trump. They're making it easier for billionaires and big corporations to avoid paying their taxes. Is that part of their contract with America? Is that their big plan to help everyday people? Because most people who read this package would think it must be a joke. By the way, just because the Republican-led House passes these bills still has to get through the Democratic-led Senate and signed by the Democratic President, Joe Biden. They're trying to shut down criminal investigations into the former president's wrongdoing. They are making it easier to slash taxes on billionaire corporations while dismantling the social safety net. They're giving committee chairs unbalanced discretion over which witnesses can testify, rejecting pandemic safety procedures like remote voting and trying to force an end to congressional staff unionization. And the icing on the cake? A new subcommittee to push QAnon conspiracies and launch fake investigations into non-existent scandals. What's next? A rule requiring we all wear tinfoil hats? So that special grand jury in Georgia's Fulton County has now completed its eight-month-long investigation into whether the former guy and his allies committed any crimes in their attempt to reverse the 2020 presidential election outcome. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney wrote in a brief order issued Monday that the grand jury had fulfilled its duties and was being dissolved. Then... He scheduled a January 24th hearing where prosecutors, the news media, and targets of the investigation will have a chance to argue whether or not the grand jury's report should be made public. Meanwhile, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis will decide whether to charge anyone based on the grand jury's work. Stay tuned. One of the changes that the Republicans are threatening to make has to do with the House Ethics Committee. They passed a rule change that would essentially gut the independent, nonpartisan House Ethics Committee. What could possibly go wrong? And the timing is curious. This, just as a nonpartisan ethics watchdog group, has filed a complaint with the Federal Election Commission against George Santos. 
He's the newly seated Republican from New York. The Campaign Legal Center is urging the FEC to investigate Santos for allegedly violating campaign finance laws. They also referenced charges that Santos lied about parts of his biography and resume in its complaint as one reason that a probe is necessary. Among a long list of complaints against the imposter, there's reporting that a Santos staffer was allegedly paid nearly $100,000 to impersonate the chief of staff of Kevin McCarthy while soliciting donations. Just amazing. And then there's this. The right-wing media echo chamber went apoplectic on Monday after news broke that a small number, about 10 documents with classified markings that appear to be from the Obama administration, were found at a think tank in Washington tied to President Biden and are now under review by the Justice Department and the National Archives. Biden's lawyers found the documents in November as they prepared to vacate the office space at the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. They immediately notified the National Archives of the discovery. So here's the difference between this case and the Trump Mar-a-Lago documents. Donald Trump knowingly had hundreds of classified documents in his possession after leaving office. He defied requests from the National Archives for 18 months to return the materials to no avail. Boxes of materials were moved and hidden, and Trump fought the directive to return the documents, claiming incredulously that they belonged to him. It's worth noting that very few Republicans even cared about that. Federal investigators have recovered at least 325 classified documents from Trump as part of their inquiry. There is no comparison between the two cases. A few other tidbits to wrap up today's news. More than 34 million people in the southwestern part of the U.S. are under flood watches Tuesday as another powerful storm continues to batter California. In the past 24 hours, up to seven inches of rain fell across lower elevations in the state, while in the mountains, they reported up to 10 inches. Thousands of people have been evacuated, including the entire city of Montecito. Roadways are inundated. Widespread damage across central and northern California has been reported. And the storm is now heading south, shifting the risk of mudslides and flooding to Los Angeles, San Diego, and San Jose and Las Vegas today as well. To make matters worse, in this unrelenting parade of atmospheric rivers, scientists say it's still not enough to reverse the region's severe drought. The Mega Millions jackpot is now over a billion dollars again. This marks the fourth time in just over four years that the top prize has exceeded a billion dollars. If you want to get in on it, next drawing will be Tuesday night with an estimated $1.1 billion prize on the line. And for those who care about such things... The college football national championship game was played Monday night. The number one Georgia Bulldogs crushed the number three Texas Christian University Horned Frogs. Seriously, their football team is called the Horned Frogs. When you got Bulldogs going against Horned Frogs, I guess you shouldn't be surprised when the final score is 65 to 7. The Horned Frogs frogs okay and that's just a bit of what's news for now i'm nicole sandler if you appreciate these reports and the nicole sandler show i hope you'll consider making a contribution my work is 100 listener supported and i can't do it without your help find out more at nicole and please click on that donate button